Good day and thank you so much for tuning in to a new episode of the Microdose Diet. So my guest today is Angie Wisdom. Yes, her last name is Wisdom and uh, she definitely deserves her last name. Angie is an award-winning and master certified coach for life and business. She's also the author of The Non-Negotiable You. And she also has a background in finance. So you really, really want to hear everything she has to say today. And I'm your host. My name is Peggy Van der Plesch. I'm a former banker and venture capitalist to so finance as well. And I know speak and write about uh, alternative medicine for personal and professional development. So you can follow me, you know that, Substack, LinkedIn, YouTube. All the shebang. So Angie, thank you so, so much for being here uh, today. It's really a pleasure to have you and I'm really looking forward to chatting with you. Thanks for having me, Peggy. I'm excited about our conversation. So let's start right away with a non-negotiable you. I'm really excited about it. I loved the concept. I loved the book. Tell us more about, about it for the people who might not know what it is. Sure. I've taken my 25 years of experience in sitting down with people, even from the financial investment world, and helping them solve problems and overcome their challenges. And I've really looked at all the things that have gotten in the way for people and reverse engineered that and said, you know, if we showed up as this non-negotiable version of ourselves every single day, we would 100% have the person we need to have you know, in our court to create that meaningful success and that life that we love. Mm -hmm. So it's this process of really developing the things that are going to make you unstoppable, the things that are going to make you that best version of yourself, like being self-aware, trusting mm -hmm. yourself, understanding your values, taking responsibility for what you truly want and, and guiding yourself. Yeah. And what do you see? Because I love that concept of being the best version of yourself every day. Mm -hmm we all face roadblocks and, you know, I think we know what we should eat and that we should save money and all that sure. great stuff. So what do you see? And again, in the concept of a non-negotiable, you um, that block most of your clients and what you've seen uh, um, are probably what are the biggest limitations for people to be their best selves, not just once every blue moon, but every day, all the time. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like people always want to get to the goal aspect of things, right? They want to be the best in their business or they want to achieve some particular goal or or obtain something. And the thing is that they're showing up with less than their full capabilities and potential. Mm -hmm. And so that's what really inspired this non-negotiable you. And when you think about it, the number one thing that gets in the way for people is their mind. And I'm yeah. sure this mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense to you, yeah. especially mm -hmm. with the alternative medicine that you yeah. use. It's the mindset. I mean, we have so many thoughts a day that are in conflict with what we want. They are negative self-talk. Yeah. We worry about what other people think too much. We try to control the things that aren't ours to control. Yeah. So that is always the number one piece for people to start changing is rewiring that mindset and using it to your advantage instead of really letting your mind control you. Once you master that, then you're in a place where you can make all you know, the choices that align with your values and what you want and your mm -hmm. life really starts to come into this place of, you know, you being capable to achieve anything you want. 
Yeah, and you know, it's very funny because I was telling you offline, I had a photo shoot this morning, so I was in the heavy makeup and I yeah. was chatting with a makeup artist and we were talking about exactly that, the mind, the brain, all this great stuff. And we, we were discussing the same point you made, which I think we forget too often. We always tend to think that our mind is our enemy, but if you mm -hmm. harness it, it's actually your best friend. Mm -hmm. Today is or it is our enemy because we let it run loose and there is no guidelines. So to your mm -hmm. point, so harnessing it is probably step number one. It is, you know, it's like, who's, who's in the driver's seat? Is your mind controlling you or are you controlling your mind? Yeah. That's the first thing you need to understand that you have that power to do that. And then it becomes, okay, well, how do I do this every single day mm -hmm. to harness it? Like you said, and to be able to be in the driver's seat of my mind so that I'm constantly driving it and using it the way that it's going to serve me, getting me to places I want to go living the way I want to live. That's the big shift. Yeah, exactly. And so what would be your best free tips um, mm -hmm. that you want to share, you know, with the listeners, with the viewers on getting further in that journey? And what have you seen work well? Yeah, the, the number one thing you have to do is have a relationship with yourself. And I know that sounds crazy, like that. but most people <laughs> skip that. Most people are like, they put themselves last on the list. They don't keep their promises to themselves. They don't listen to themselves. Like all the things that you would do with your, you know, most loved person in your life, you have to do with yourself. You know, if you think about it, like if you treated a relationship of a loved one, the way you treat yourself, yes, not committing, yeah. not listening, not showing up, um, you know, putting your values last, you wouldn't have that relationship with the loved one. So yeah. number one, first and foremost, create that relationship with yourself, because that's what's going to allow you to start listening and talking to yourself and getting that control of that mind. Mm -hmm. And I do that through a daily practice called the morning mindset journal, but the non-negotiable you leads into that, but it's a practice with a couple of prompts in there that really leads you through one, creating this relationship with yourself. To creating self-awareness. That's huge. Yeah, yes. I mean, that. if you don't know, you can't grow. Exactly. You have to be willing to see what you need to see in order to change. You, you know, you hear like you can't fix what you don't see. So that self-awareness is key. Mm -hmm. And the number one question I have people ask every single day, the first thing they wake up is like, how do I feel? You've got to assess like that's getting to know yourself, having this relationship. Yeah. How do I feel today? And when you answer that, you're showing you care and that you're taking inventory of yourself. And it gives you this opportunity to go, hmm, well, maybe I don't want to feel that way. Yeah. What do I want to do differently? Like, how do I take that control, get in the driver's seat and be empowered to feel something differently? And, and I'm so sorry. I'm sure you have a lot of clients you work with. I was like that, where you would tell me, oh, do I feel? And I would be like, uh... It was like whether happy or yeah. mad. I had no, <laughs> I had no scale, you know. So yeah. there was a lot for me to learn in terms of emotion, but also in terms of feelings in my body. Mm -hmm. So if there is, the, oh, do you feel? Do you feel great? Or uh, is your belly hurting? But you don't even realize it because well, your belly is hurting. It always hurts yeah. and whatever. Or uh, you feel 
mad, but you always feel mad and it's normal. So I love what you're, what you're saying with self-awareness because the more you become also versed in yourself, we think to that relationship with yourself. Yes, you start understanding that, oh my God, I have more nuance than yes. you know, happy or sad or happy or mad, you know? So it's, it, I'm sure for some people it takes uh, some practice and it's scary as well. It does. It really does. But you bring up a really good point there in which I tell people, it's like, if you don't assess how you feel, then you pretty much are being your feelings. Mm -hmm. So that's the big key here, right? If you just wake up and you're in a foul mood or you're grumpy or your stomach hurts, or whatever, and you don't take time to take inventory of that, you've just kind of accepted that this is who I am. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you kind of assess, like, how do I feel? Oh, What's going on? Why do I feel that way? You're giving yourself this opportunity to kind of separate and go, let yeah. me take a step back and look at myself. I don't have to stay angry. I don't have to stay stressed or annoyed. I can actually do something to get myself out of this state. Mm -hmm. And that's a big piece in kind of controlling that mind there. For sure, because otherwise it becomes your personality. Mm -hmm. You know, the yeah. feeling becomes your personality. We all have around us the angry person or the sad person where the feeling took over the personality. Mm -hmm. And now it's just like, wow, that's who I am. I am a sad person yeah. or I'm an angry person, you know? So uh, I really like this idea of you're not your feeling. Yeah, the, you are not. The same way as you were mentioning, you are not your mind. Your mind works for you. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. feelings technically work for you as well. But we, yeah. we reversed it, you know, it's like we gave uh, the limousine, the driver's seat instead of you mm -hmm. being at the steering wheel, you know, so that's, that's very interesting. So what do you see in terms of, you know, limitation for your clients, but also I'm always interested in the differences between men and women. I'm sure you work mm. with uh, both genders. Sure. What What do you see make them progress the most, you know, uh, when they're yeah. able to do a certain thing? Women, for sure. My women always come in more on the overextending, the pleasing, the saying yes to everything. Mm -hmm. So my women business owners and clients, it's like they're always overwhelmed mm -hmm. and have way too much on their plate because they're just they've said yes to everything. They don't know how to yeah. say no. They don't want to feel bad. So it gets into this place, going back to the mindset of going, you know, how can you just focus on your values and trust that other people will be okay with your no, you know, mm -hmm. you can't please everybody. And, and really thinking about it from this place of like, if you're going to take somebody else's feelings, like they're going to be mad if you don't say yes to them or this or your goals and objectives, like, are you always going to put other people yeah, above their mm -hmm. opinion, above what you want. So that's definitely on the woman's side. And then on the guy's side, it's always this control, this control oh. and lack of delegation. Mm -hmm. So in the business realm, right? Like they feel like they have to do everything yeah. and it's really hard for them to go, well, I can't control what other people think. I can't control the market. I can't control all these things. I need to just focus on what I can control. I think that's just a masculine trait is like trying to control everything, trying to move the mountains and the walls. But when we take that energy that you're trying to control everything and we direct it towards what you actually can control, 
it's night yeah. and day. The progress is huge because now we're getting action towards something we can control. Yeah. And, you know, so that's very funny because, so I worked in finance for a very long time, yeah. corporate world. So a lot of female women are very much in their masculine energy. Mm-hmm. So, so you will see both. You will see mm-hmm. there are still people pleaser because there is still that good girl, unfortunately, upbringing. Yeah. But there is the control. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you end up with this, and I was the prime uh, oh, example of that. Me too. So, exactly. So, <laughs> so you're in that situation where you you have to go on both. Again, it's always two sides of the coin. You have the mm-hmm. benefit of being able to play on the feminine and the masculine. But very often when you push it too far, you also end up with the negative. And sure. I remember very well not being able to say no, overburning myself, despite being very masculine, controlling. It seems um, mutually exclusive, but I see many women who have uh, oh. that gift <laughs> to bring both limitations very much into their lives. For sure. I mean, it comes from the same mindset issue when you think about it. It's trying to control something that you can't control. Women are more likely to do that with other people's feelings mm-hmm. and opinions. Men are more likely to do it in kind of the unmovable things, the market um, outcome of results, somebody's decision about business, um, the way somebody does something. So it's very much the same source. And you'll find a lot of people do both of them. I mean, it was, it was definitely the downfall of me when I was in the financial industry and what prevented me from really succeeding until I broke through understanding what I could control and what I had to let go of as far as other people's feelings. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, the control is interesting because there is also this idea of micromanaging. Mm-hmm. So there is, yes, the, the people feeling for sure, but there is this focus on outcome. You were talking a bit about yeah. that at the beginning where you're so focused on outcome, but okay, you want to make sure that, okay, he's doing this, he's doing that. And you're not trusting necessarily that the person's going to do it properly at the right time, the right yeah. way. So you're also exhausting yourself in that, which I mm-hmm. find, I see it more in uh, female, but very micromanaging, but it's back to the overwhelming as well and kind of yeah. trying to control everything. Yeah, you get into that. I think, you know, a lot of women get into that perfectionism, like they want to get yeah. done a certain way. Yeah. And so that's what leads the micromanagement. They care more about the little details. And again, people's opinions. So the exactly. reputation. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So it's what the women care about that gets them in this place of say micromanaging that it's got to be this way. It's got to be exactly like this. Yeah. And to your point is, is the way I look at it. It's okay. What will people say or think of me if it's not perfect? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and this, but I, I really like what you're saying with this uncertainty, which always brings us back to safety. You know, yeah. and and survival to a bigger uh, to a, a bigger frame of mind. It's like, okay, well, I want to be safe. To be safe, I need to be certain. And why do I want to be safe? Because I want to survive. You know, so mm-hmm. it's really playing as well, almost against our primal instincts, 
we need mm-hmm. to evolve and almost trick our brains and our instincts I find in a lot of the work I do yeah you know I mean I'm sure with a lot of work that you do it's like our past experiences and our stories and our events shape so much of that you know those primal instincts and what we're searching for but when we really dig in and we start to dissect those stories and thoughts we find that the majority of them are irrelevant mm-hmm. or not even valid yeah. but yet we operate them on every single day we operate as if they are and you know so the, the young lady i was speaking with this morning she was telling me she does a lot of tapping and uh she started actually doing that for our business and for mm. money reason i think during covid sure. Uh, because as a makeup artist, as you can imagine, during COVID, there was not a lot of work. So there was mm-hmm. a lot of anxiety, but she also realized she had a lot of limiting belief. I find money and, you know, your background in finance, my background in finance, um, money business is a good way to, that's the way I actually came into personal development. Because mm. I realized that if I wanted to really have a great career, I wanted it was not just additional courses, public speaking, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. I didn't need more skill set. I had all the skill set I needed. What I needed was maybe the confidence to have this, but I yeah. had the skill or, you know, but scarcity mentality that was blocking me. So for you coming, which I think is great from this business finance background, and bringing personal and professional development to your clients, or do you see that it's really empowering your audience versus being, I would say, a straight healer who might have not walked in their shoes before, you know? Yeah, you know, well, for me, it was always the performance and the business first. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of what I coached people on. And I really had this belief that the personal development side and the feelings and the emotions, like all of that was just a waste of time and energy. And you just had to like, put your head down and go. I mean, you know, coming from the finance world, that's (laughs) kind of what it is, you know? And it was like, you do what you need to do, regardless of what it takes, you know, bloodshed, whatever. And that was where I always coach people originally because it was like, get over the finish line. So I didn't really realize until I was kind of hitting walls that it was the personal development side that really plays so much more Mm -hmm. than, like you said, this skill set, the knowledge of your industry. If you are not personally developed with the confidence, with the self-trust, the awareness, you are capped. I don't care how good your skill sets are. I don't care how much you know about your business. You are capping yourself because you can only grow as high as the type of person that you are. So, you know, when I used to coach my clients strictly on the business side, God, I was totally shortchanging them Mm -hmm. because we were just focused on like the mechanics and the structure. And yes, you can get traction, but you're showing up with less than you could because you aren't necessarily your best self. It's very interesting because I had this conversation a few days ago and a lady I didn't know I just met and she's asking me oh, what you're doing now. So I explained and she's mm-hmm. like, so are you doing personal or professional? And I was telling her, I said, well, you need to attack personal because yeah. you are the same person when you get up in the morning and take care of your children, speak to your spouse. 
go to work, work with your team. And, you know, you're not like changing your suit and becoming someone different. So if you yeah. have, again, coming back to the money scarcity, because it's easy and so many people have it. If you have that mindset, it's going to show up in your personal life, but it's also going to show up in your professional life. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there is actually a better return in working on personal goals because it's going to show up everywhere. But again, doing another courses uh, on right. uh, project management or whatever, it might be very needed at some point in your career, but I would say usually you have most of the skills you need. I'm sure for your clients, it's really a skill questions when they're blocked. Exactly. Yeah. And it's interesting because people don't understand. They can't quantify the ROI on that, right? Like exactly. if you take some certification or some business class or you work with a business coach and you learn how to sell, it's like, oh, this is going to increase my income by this much. So it's very quantifiable and people are willing to invest in it. But exactly. when you're like, okay, let's work on your confidence, your, your self-love, your goals, like all this personal stuff. They're like, no, 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 that's, that's, I don't want to spend money on that. Soft I don't want to spend time yeah. on that. You know, yes, it's the soft stuff. And it's like, because they can't quantify that. Geez, if mm-hmm. I leveled up in these areas, if I became the non-negotiable me, I would be able to double my revenue. Exactly. So people's minds just don't see that. They want kind of that guaranteed return. Teach me how to sell better. Teach me how to manage my time better. By three months. You yeah, know, on, yeah. on top of that, there is a timing component. Hours. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's a timing component on it, you know. And yeah. it's it's very interesting because I absolutely agree that it's people tend to focus on the business coach. I had, I had, uh, you know, I was an exec at a bank, so they always give you, you know, coaching, whatever, which I thought was great. But you know, I knew what my goals were. I knew, you know, like so for me, the I always take coaching because I want to be better. But if it was yeah. just for that, I didn't really need it. I didn't really see the value because I was already doing it myself. I wouldn't have mm-hmm. arrived to that level, you know, if I was not able to do that. My interest was exactly what you're saying. Who can I show up me at my best and not just me at my best one meeting a day, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, it's very, very difficult to have companies understanding that and wanting to finance that type Mm -hmm. of coaching versus a very straightforward executive coaching that everyone understands, you know? even if the value is way more limited. Mm-hmm. And as you, a company, you have, sorry, go ahead. go ahead. I was going to say, you have to have a leader that has gone through that and knows the value. Exactly. And, you know, as a company, the happier and the more fulfilled your employees at work, but also outside of work, because they bring their stuff with them every morning, you know? So the more fulfilled they are in every area of their life, the more return you're going to get anyway. But to your point, it's soft, it's not quantifiable, it's a bit more, it's a bit like mental health and physical health. Why did we Mm -hmm. see so little investments in mental Mm -hmm. health? Because what do you prove that someone has less anxiety, less depression, you know, is happier versus, well, you don't have a cancer anymore. Uh, you mm-hmm. don't have the flu anymore. You don't, where it's very binary, you do or you don't. And you can 
to your point, understand the business case and the ROI right away. Yeah. Mental health, you can't. And it's exactly the same, the same rationale. But your mm-hmm. mental health is going to impact so much your physical health that it's where you need to start, actually. Yeah. Exactly what you're mentioning with the personal development versus professional development. Yeah, it, it fascinates me because so many people just want to skip that. Um, and I think sometimes it's it's too painful. They don't want to do that work. They feel like the transactional side is easier. They yeah. don't know the return. There's many, many reasons, but it's definitely, definitely the way, you know, it makes yeah. everything easier and more fulfilling. Thank you so much, Angie. So I have two questions for you. First, yes. in any parting words, but also where can people find you? I'm sure they're listening and uh, watching and thinking, oh my God, that lady is amazing. Uh, Who can uh, they work with you? And tell us more about that. Absolutely. AngieWisdom.com is my website. The name is pretty easy to find. There's not a lot of wisdoms out there. Um, (laughs) Instagram and YouTube, I put a ton of content out. Angie Wisdom Life Coach are my handles. And there's just free videos everywhere and and worksheets and classes and all sorts of stuff that you can dig into at no charge. So it's all about, you know, leveling yourself up and creating that version of yourself that will create the life and business that you want. And as far as parting words are concerned, you know, the very most important thing you can do for your development is spend time with yourself and get to know yourself. Think of you, think of yourself as that most important loved one and start treating yourself like you treat that most important loved one Mm -hmm. and everything will start to change your joy, your peace, your success, your abundance, everything. Yeah. And I, you know, I think that's the best advice one can give. And I know it's very cliche, you know, fill your cup first or, you know, put yourself up, but there is a reason why it's a cliche. It's because it's true. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Thank you so, so much, Angie, for uh, sharing. You know, I feel like in 25 minutes, we went uh, in so many interesting directions and everyone was listening must have a lot, a lot to think, but also to absorb. And really, really thank you for your time. It was fabulous. Thanks for having me, Peggy. Thank you. Bye-bye.